give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Joe. And me, Caleb. Go to the movies to watch a movie and decide whether or not they're hot trash. Yeah, let's start with some housekeeping there. That might not happen for the next couple weeks. Yeah. Solely because... Not enough stuff's coming out. Yeah, so, and I have the feeling that most of the major studios are going to put out what they think will be good. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make money. Yeah, so the next movie, when I was looking, uh, comes out in you know, late September. So we might go back to streaming. We won't go back to full weird. Let's talk about reality TV show episodes. And that way we'll also be good. If theaters do close back down, if there's a spike, we'll be solid. What do we see this week, Caleb? Guys, we did it. They did it. I should say after four uh, release dates, I think it was five, five release dates. They finally did it. The final of the 20th Century Studios X-Men movies. That hurt me to see that logo. I was like, it's there. No, it's not. The New Mutants. This isn't a hospital. It's a cage. It's important we find out your father so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't think she wanted me to see. I don't think we're here to get better. What a horrible studio name. 20th Century Studios. I mean, it won't exist in like three years, so what does it matter? Or did they change it? I thought it got changed to 20th Century Television. The television branch will still be around, but they're not going to make movies under that banner. Yeah. They'll keep Searchlight open, but that's it. That's disappointing. All right. Besides talking about one of the biggest travesties that's happened under the illusion of a free market. (laughs) Joe, I loved the new mutants. I love the comic book uh, that Chris Claremont and then uh, Louis Simonson wrote. I love the new one that Jonathan Hickman wrote then abandoned. And now some other hack is writing it. (laughs) It's not that bad. It's just Hickman was so good. And I mean, I'll lay my cards on the table early here. I really like this movie. I'm glad. Do you want to synopsis it or do I? I'd be curious how you would do it. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Because I feel like I'd pull too much in from the comics. Yeah, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a lot of you being like, I understood this, but I did not. So we got an insane asylum, basically, where they keep mutant kids. A sane asylum in aesthetic. It doesn't really operate like one. You're right. There's a doctor and she gets new mutants to uh so that they can be sent off to become X-Men, or so we think. We got a we got a ragtag bunch of bunch of would-be heroes here. Mm-hmm. We got Ileana, aka Magic. She has a sword that she can make. Her mutant power is teleportation. It is a sword she can make. <laughs> we'll get into Ileana, but basically she has two power sets. She has her pretty simple mutant power set. Then she has the fact that she literally can do magic. And that's more of where the sword and stuff comes from. Gotcha. We got Sam, or as I like to call him, Bucky Kentucky. And he <laughs> is his name is Cannonball. He's fast. He's nigh invulnerable while blasting. Yes. Oh, I mean, except for landing because he's full of broken bones and bruises. That's a fun little change from the comics. Like, I think it adds character and stuff. We got Birdo, Sunspot. He, go, he lights himself on fire. Roberto da Costa, also known as Bobby. We got... Ran, Rain, Rain Sinclair, Rain, or Wolfsbane. Yeah, and she is a werewolf. And then we have uh, Danny. 
She's the mystery. What's her power? Yeah, she's Mirage in the comics. But like I was telling you, I don't feel like people really use their code names that much, with a couple exceptions. But most of the time, they just refer to them by their names. With the way they were kind of name dropping uh, stuff, like you are a group of new mutants, and then uh, Ileana was like, "I'm magic too," or "He's as fast as a cannonball," or something like that. I was gonna really, what's that W mean? means wolf spade <laughs> like something really <laughs> he's as bright as the sunspot <laughs> i was hoping we'd get some really bad name drops like that and even how they're delivered like when she says uh we take in new mutants it's in casual conversation it doesn't feel like a look to the camera we said the thing <laughs> and the whole point is just to you know discover their mutant powers i feel like you're leaving out the demon bear in the room there's a demon bear <laughs> that doesn't come up till later Something's going up here and people... They do talk about bears a lot in this movie. Their worst fears are coming out and that's because there's a demon bear. When you look at the landscape of content in the world, there's a lack of demon bear content. And you know what? They looked at it and they're like, we're going to fix this problem. Demon who who bear. directed this movie? I think it was Josh Boone. Josh Boone was like, I can get some more demon up in this bear. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was looking at all the Paddington movies. He looked at Annihilation. He was like, Annihilation, close to Demon Bear, but uh, not quite Demon Bear. I can hit it. So just first impressions from you, because I we haven't talked a ton since seeing this. So what were your just, as someone who is not familiar with these characters or really, you know, their stories at all, what was your first impressions? Well, I have gained, much like a lot of movies that came out, I usually gain like a surface level knowledge of like comic book stuff just from, you know, tidbits and, you know, knowing the comic book world. And living with a nerd. And yes, that that also. Uh, in the three years that it's taken for this movie to come out, I've learned a lot of these characters' names who I would not have known if this came out in 2018. I still had no clue about some of the stuff that was happening. Like they just, you just kind of roll with it for the most part. But in a uh, pre-COVID world, I definitely would have been criticizing a lot of this stuff more. So this benefits from lack of competition? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. I will be honest. I can't really be super critical this time around. I'm going to see this movie again. And I will. But there's just something so satisfying about seeing characters you like on screen. And I this I think nails the characters. It does what a lot of good adaptations do, where it takes bits and pieces from their story, adapts that to whatever new environment there is. So these aren't 100% off the page, but they're pretty close. So like they change up how Bobby DaCosta kills his girlfriend. They change up some things about Rain and her uh, relationship with Danny. But I think they adapt those very well for the story they're telling. So every time we got to spend time with these characters, I was just super satisfied. And then we get to the demon bear content and the demon bear content is super satisfying. So for me, this was very much a experience of just like someone personally catered a movie to me. And so next time I see it, which will probably be in a couple of days, I will. You're going to re you're going to rewatch it. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to, because I need to be more critical. Like last time I was this satisfied was probably seeing spider Gwen in uh spider verse spider verse. And the first time that, like if you go back and you look at my review, it is just me typing the word spider Gwen over and over again. So is your last review. No, <laughs> no. My last review was definitely more critical or analytical. I definitely said something about spider Gwen in there. You but, did. Well, how can I not? She's the only character that matters in that movie or where this is not a spider Gwen episode. No, you have questions. I am your guy. I mean, I get it. It's not that I have questions. It's just that 
the movie did just wanted you to roll with things like the smiley men. They're creepy. That's I mean, they're kind of goofy more so, but they're they're definitely there. So and it's definitely part of her past. So Ileana's story, she was introduced to next men. She is uh, Colossus's kid sister. She's like five when she comes into the mansion. One day she's hanging out with Katie Pride, Lockheed and uh, Nightcrawler in the danger room. A portal opens up. She gets sucked in. They're like, oh, what happened? Opens up a minute later. She comes out and she is now 16. We find out later that while in that portal, which took her to limbo, which is a hell dimension, she was being raised by this nut job who had a bunch of demons and he wanted to corrupt her and turn her into the demon child. She comes out, she knows magic now, she joins the New Mutants, and it's kind of this thing where not all the New Mutants trust her, especially Rain, because Rain's super religious, and then, like, she has to deal with being, you know, half-demon now, basically. And that it ends in a big old story called Inferno, which I imagine this trilogy would end. I say all that to say, the Smiley Men are an invention of this movie. Okay, well, see, you, you have this explanation, and I definitely did not need that in the movie. Yeah, like, no, I, I don't, I don't, not. I don't want that backstory, but I needed something like, cause everybody has very surface level backstories and you're, I'm very surprised when the people are telling each other this, when they've all seemed to be in this mansion for a while. Yeah, but they don't need to get into the details and like Bobby, uh, in like explicitly does not use his powers. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. no reason he would. And you know, they're just opening up. It's coming to beige. Yeah. They're dancing with tambourines. It's fine. It's, it's all very, it's all very just sloppy. This, this movie has some really weird, like editing choices and like flow of time. Well, like I, I'm happy this guy got his movie made the way he wanted to, but there's, there's some choices in this. I honestly wish I could engage in this conversation, but I kind of can't. Cause now I'm just thinking about, it's like, well, you know, that's not exactly how I do limbo. They definitely changed some things up, but that's an interesting. There's movie. a lot of cool stuff too, like Limbo. Whenever she's like flashing in and out in the final fight with the big demon bear, demon bear content. It's great. Uh, any other questions? I have a question. You can't answer it, but I'm like, when does this take place? Alex made a joke. Alex, who's sitting in the room with us, uh, made a joke about. I, he really wanted to hear them say it's 2017, guys, or something like that, because you know that's when the movie was filmed. And it's been three years, so it'd be funny, haha. But I'm trying to think in continuity of. You know, the great X-Men universe that we have where continuity matters so much because they know about Professor X. They know the X-Men are a thing. But uh, Danny's having flashbacks to Logan footage. Did she see Logan in theaters? I don't know. I mean, part of the beauty of the Fox X-Men was that they didn't care about continuity. (laughs) Is it really the beauty? Yes, that's actually one of the things I like about it because I feel like so much of the Marvel movies and what DC tried to do with justice league was bogged down with everything has to connect. And this is like, we'll take what we want and we'll apply it to the story. It's fine. Just curious. Yeah. And in this, in this semi-connected (laughs) X-Men universe, it's just one of the many branches of days of future past. So the events of Logan happened, but before the X, like the Essex corporation happened, but before the X-Men, it's fine. Which is also how it is in the comics. Like you have branching timeline of Days of Future Past and the one where Cable's from, then the one where Bishop is yeah. from. I don't know. I, I One of the things I'm going to miss most about the Fox X-Men, it's them just throwing stuff out. And seeing what sticks. Yeah, because that's how we got Logan. Yeah. This, also, this is a short one. I, I don't have anything to say about this movie. You had the perfect review for it in the car. You were talking about Rango. 
but it was the perfect review for this movie where you're like, it's weird and it's like the potential of great, but then there's a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of weird stuff too. Yeah. That, that, those are my thoughts on Rango. And Here, that is I all, cannot that, emphasize how much of my thoughts on this is just cool. They did the thing that those are my thoughts on this movie. You just phrased them perfectly talking about a completely separate movie. I feel like I talked too much in the last episode, but you know, I've got more things to talk about here. You cannot, so. this is not going to turn into new Mutants fan service for you. I'm, I won't allow it. I appreciate that. If you, you if you talk it, I will cut it. You and you won't even see the cut. Arbiter, I will I will take note of what I did and demand the raw footage. <laughs> All I want to say is I'm really excited that we got Lockheed. I was thinking today, because I reread the Demon Bear saga for this. That's another thing where I was just like, I mean, cool, there's a dragon. I need something. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's what I think they're doing. I'll tell you what they do in the comics. And I, here's okay. what I think they're doing here. In the comics, that is Kitty Pride's pseudo dragon. It doesn't matter how she gets it, but she gets it. And what's fun about it is that because the X-Men are all about like these interconnected relationships, that also gets shown with Lockheed. So when Kitty Pride's not around, Lockheed's going to hang out with Ileana because her and Kitty Pride are best friends. You know, he'll go on a mission with Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler and uh, Lockheed and Kitty Pride were on Excalibur together. One of the things I love about the X-Men is that there's just a dragon living in the mansion and nobody thinks it's weird. We're never going to get that in the movies because Kitty Pride was never big enough and they were never going to do something that bizarre. Weird. Yeah. So in this, they're like, okay, we're going to make, we're going to give Ileana Lockheed. We obviously can't do Lockheed's origin with Kitty Pride because Kitty Pride's not in this movie. So we'll just make it that that is her imaginary friend from as a kid. And it's kind of how she dealt with some of the trauma of being stuck in a hell dimension. And because she's a magician and because this implies that limbo was kind of created by herself, uh, she could also make Lockheed real. Like I said, I'm fine with it. I liked it. I loved getting Lockheed. I thought I was thinking today how just genuinely it was a shame that we didn't get Lockheed in the Fox X-Men. And it, there's a 50, 50 chance of if we're going to get him in the Marvel movies, because I think Marvel would do it, but it just depends on if they decide to use Kitty pride mm-hmm. or one of the many other Eisen characters. The other thing, I really like the demon bear. He's big and he's fun and he's what I wanted. Yeah. He's, he's very different from the comics because they actually try to explain who he is. No, he's just, he's big, old, big old bear. I want to emphasize how bizarre this is. So this is the closest thing we get to an explanation of the demon bear in the demon bear saga. And it's describing the demi plane. He sucked the new mutants into a virgin America untouched by white invaders <laughs> from across the sea, a pure unspoiled land, rich with power. The bear is part of the natural schism here or a uh, scheme of things here yet at the same time, apart from it, an abomination, a symbol of strength and order twisted into loathsome travesty of true self, the very presence of corp of uh, corrupting the earth, like a plague, everything else is left up to the reader. And I do kind of wish we got just the, we're going to have a weird psychedelic bear and not explain it. But if you're going to explain it, this is a decent way to do mm-hmm. it. Although they did definitely make up some native American stuff. It's fine. It's it better than X-Men origins where they make up some native. Yeah. American stuff yeah. It's a lot better than that about Wolverine's howling because Wolverine's Green's definitely <laughs> do that. Who was, who was your favorite character? Yeah. They're all kind of just like one uniform, like blob to me. No one really stuck out. The bear, the demon bear, the demon bear. I I will accept that man. 
Alex, do you have anything to say? Because I I need to talk about this movie with someone. And you can talk about you can talk about it with them after. No, but that, this will be a very boring podcast if it's just you being like. This was always going to be not as. Uh, it was going to be anticlimactic then, no matter what. This why, movie had everything going against then it. Then why did you want to do this as an episode? Because did you? Because if did it you, had been bad, yeah, but we can. Say you would have been devastated. We can say that about any movie, and you've seen me in movies where I. I genuinely despise them. You saw me after Joker. That was not, that would have not made a good podcast. You weren't hyped for Joker. You would have been devastated to the core. But I was excited for Joker. I was sticking up for it when people were saying it was going to be bad. And then, you know, I walked out on it. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I would have, but also I was kind of expecting this to be bad. I don't get why you were pushing so hard from this. It never, I never got the impression that it would have actually been hot trash. I don't think it would have ever been hot trash either. I thought it was just. Why did we do an episode? Just X Men levels of bad. Like an X Men hit really bad levels sometimes. Two hot trash movies. This is true. I just it could have gotten there. I think at worst this would have been Dark Phoenix, where it was just boring. I think our arguing has made Alex uncomfortable because now he's talking about (laughs) an empty picture frame to your cat. So, all right. Don't cut out any of my rambling because I'm not, I'm not, you're fine. You're fine. This obviously isn't hot trash. No, no, it's not. I think it's a perfectly just run of the mill movie that could have had a lot of potential had the Fox universe not collapsed around it. So you would have gone to see. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely would have loved to see a second one where they could do more with this. Do you think Marvel would? Nope, nope, they will not. If this did well, because these don't cost a lot. I'm, I, they wouldn't. It's not going to make any money. That's what's so boring about Marvel is that they won't be like, we'll just go ahead and we'll give this guy a little bit of a budget to do two more. If, if people like this, cause you're right, it won't make money, but they knew that when they dropped it, it didn't cost them a cent to yeah. put this movie out. Yeah. But if it had a fan base and they gave this guy Maybe. a little bit of a budget dropped on Disney plus, but of course they won't do that because brand integrity and they have to have everything just yep. be so perfectly tight and sterile in the MCU. Mm-hmm. We haven't touched on the MCU yet in this podcast. I don't dislike it, but I definitely am frustrated with the lack of creativity. The brand awareness creates in it. Boy, I would give, you know, in the league episode, I joked about how I would pay normal ticket prices to see, uh, huh. I would, I would definitely pay more to go see the next two movies in this. Cause I think the guy understands. I think Josh Boone understands the characters. Oh, I think he got it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, but I think he did. And like, he's talked about how like he felt like these characters were his friends as a kid because they're that well-written. It's, it's such a shame. It's such a shame that all the X-Men are gone because yeah. whatever Marvel resurrects will not be the beauty and the mess that was Fox's X-Men. That went to a bitter place. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, everyone. We shouldn't we shouldn't have done this episode. <laughs> Go see New Mutants if you You uh, should. If you feel comfortable going to the theater and if theaters are opened up near you. If not, wait on you know three months for it to drop on Disney Plus and uh write your congressmen. Make them make the New Mutants trilogy. 